I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Good morning and welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use Coaches Baseball or Coaches Gridiron when you download for a full instant deposit match up to $100. It is the World Series featuring the Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros. In this episode, I got you for a game pick as well as three of my favorite props to use on Prize Picks today. I'll be parked in front of the TV tonight to watch every pitch of this game, and I cannot wait. Our regular season record is 229 and 188, winning at a 55% rate. We are plus 42.09 units. As you know, we are up 1.6 units on series prices this season, or excuse me, this postseason, as well as up 0.3 units on our game picks and overall on props we are doing very well on that front again Phillies versus Astros at 8:03 p.m. Eastern it is Aaron Nola righty for the Phillies who's got a 3.25 ERA in 205 innings with a 21 point 29.1% strikeout rate 2.74 xERA 2.58 FIP 2.77 xFIP taking on Justin Verlander righty for the Astros with a 1.75 ERA in 175 innings with a 27.8% strikeout rate 2.66 xERA 2.49 FIP 3.23 xFIP this game is fascinating on so many levels. We have two very different teams with entirely different paths to get here. I talked about their paths to get here on the betting preview episode, which is about two episodes away. So if you're curious on how those teams arrived at the World Series, go check out that episode or check out my article on JustBaseball.com. First, let's evaluate each facet of the game to find our edge. We'll start with starting pitching. Newsflash, both of these starters are elite. At this point in the World Series, the Game 1 starters will be fantastic, and it's not often we get this level of greatness. As you can see from the statistics that I read off earlier, Nola and Verlander had similar seasons, even though the ERA was one and a half runs apart. Nola's advanced stats have looked like this before, and it's the product of his environment at this point. Not only does he pitch at a well-known hitter's park, but the defense behind him this year is the issue. When we look at XERA, these two pitchers are not very far apart. XERA is a translation of XWOBA to an ERA scale. This measures the pitcher's quality of contact allowed, which is launch angle and exit velocity, with the amount of contact, strikeouts, walks, hit by pitches. Justin Verlander will be the Cy Young in the American League, but Nola by the numbers has been just as good. These two pitchers don't have a ton of experience against each opposing offense, but when they have, it's been as close to perfect as humanly possible. Aaron Nola's last start of the regular season was against the Astros on October 3rd, where he threw six and two-thirds innings of shutout baseball while only allowing two hits and striking out nine. Verlander was just as good, if not better, against the Phillies. He pitched the next day and threw five no-hit innings while striking out ten. Behind them, only two hits were allowed. Aaron Ola will be making his first World Series appearance, so the nerves will most likely be there. But at the same time, Justin Verlander has been terrible in his career in the World Series, and I'm not being hyperbolic. He is 0-6 with a 5-6-8 ERA in the World Series. The closest comparison to Verlander that the Phillies have faced this postseason is Joe Musgrove. Musgrove relies mostly on a fastball-slider-curveball combo, and the Phillies beat him up for four earned runs in five innings. And they also mashed Max Fried's curveball. The closest comparison to Aaron Ola that the Astros have faced this postseason is George Kirby, who features six pitches that he can throw in any count with excellent command. Kirby is mostly fastball, curveball, cutter, sinker, while Nola is most 
obviously. Fastball, curveball, slider, changeup. Kirby threw seven shutout innings against the Astros in an 18-inning game. In this postseason, Verlander has a 6-3-0 ERA in 10 innings after a rough start against the Mariners and a great start against the Yankees. Aaron Ole has made three starts, recording a 3-1-2 ERA in 17 and a third innings. Verlander's performed better during the regular season, but Nola is pitching better now, and Verlander has a bad history in the World Series. I give the slight lean to the Phillies. On offense, the Phillies have a balanced lineup of righties and lefties while the Astros lean more right-handed. Both offenses had great seasons overall, but the regular season numbers for the Phillies are a bit skewed. Bryce Harper didn't play all year, Brandon Marsh is a new addition, and Bryson Stott has really emerged as a threat at the bottom of the order. The Astros look similar to how they looked all year, which is incredibly elite. There are two main differences between these offenses. The Phillies will display more power, but the Astros will strike out less. During this postseason, the Phillies offense towers over the Astros in most categories, but they've also played more games to be able to do so. The Phillies lineup will see mostly fastballs and curveballs. Kyle Schwarber has struggled today as he's not performed well against the curveball, but hitters like Bryson Stott, Brandon Marsh, and Bryce Harper have performed very well against those offerings. The closest comparison, again, is Joe Musgrove because Musgrove is fastball slider curveball and Justin Verlander is fastball slider curveball. The righties in the Phillies lineup will see mostly fastballs and sliders, and the player who has crushed both fastballs and sliders is Reese Hoskins. Chiche Wamuto is also above average against both of those pitches. It's easier to game plan for Verlander considering the lack of offerings. It's clear what you'll see from Verlander. It's just a matter of putting it into action, which is, again, a very tough task. Just because you know it might be coming doesn't mean you'll be able to hit it. With Nola, his command is impeccable with five pitches, so the batter has to go up to the plate without looking for a specific pitch to react to. Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker, the lefties in the Astros lineup, will see a wide array of pitches from Nola. Verlander is focused on three offerings while Nola features that five-pitch pitch mix. What we do know is Nola has been tougher on lefties all year, holding them to a 557 OPS versus righties at a 646 OPS. Jordan Alvarez, though, is the player I'm looking at, as his only real weakness is elite velocity at the top of the zone, which Nola doesn't provide as much. Verlander has been tougher on lefties all year, but some of the righties match up better against him than the righties do against Nola. It's so close. I lean, honestly, a push. The umpire, the home plate umpire should help these pitchers. His name is James Hoy, who has, on average, a larger strike zone than most umpires. This should allow for more strikeouts, which would slightly favor the Astros as they are a more contact-oriented team. But Aaron Nola has a higher strikeout rate. So, <laughs> another push. Minute Maid Park grades as a pitcher's park, ranking 23rd in park factor on Baseball Savant. The roof will be closed, which will add a benefit to the hitter and be easier for the defense for the amount, uh, for the to account for the lack of wind. Again, I mean, <laughs> you pick your poison there. So my pick. You're probably wondering, what about the bullpen? I don't want anything to do with the bullpen in this game. In other articles, we'll be sure to factor in the bullpen, but my play will be through the first five innings. The biggest edge in, in my eyes is the Phillies against Justin Verlander. Considering his lack of success in the playoffs, his shaky playoff resume so far this year, and the Phillies matching up well against his pitch mix, I love the value with the Phillies through the first five innings. I think this overall line should be much closer to even than plus 135 with these two starters. I think the Phillies have a real shot at winning this game, but a tie being a push is very enticing. I do think the Phillies can jump out to an early lead and win through the first five innings, but with the safety of the tie, give me the Phillies through the first five innings. 
at 135, plus 135. That is one unit to win 1.35 units. I'm sure you can imagine what my prize pick selections will be. Again, make sure to use code just baseball or code just gridiron. When you download, you'll see the promo code when you download the prize picks app. It is the best way to support this podcast. If you've been cashing with us all year, make sure to use that code and play these props with me because I love these props today. And they, you probably heard what they are in the podcast already. The first one, give me Jordan Alvarez over one and a half hits, runs, and RBIs. While Nola has been better against lefties, the one weakness that Jordan has, if it is at all a weakness, is high heat. Nola is a lot of two seams. Nola is, you know, cutters, sinkers. I mean, he throws like 30 pitches, but none of them are 97-98 at the top of the zone. And that's really the only way the Yankees were able to expose Jordan, but it's very hard to expose Jordan. And I'm not sure if Aaron Nola will be able to do that today. Look out for Jordan Alvarez to have a big day at the plate. Also, a guy I mentioned who matches up very well. Remember, Verlander's been tougher on lefties. He Against righties, he's going to go fastball slider. If we're looking at run value, Reese Hoskins, 12 run value against a fastball. 9 run value against a slider. That's two of the most pitches he's going to see today. I think he could have a good day. That's why I'm going to take his over 5.5 fantasy score that is just too low he should be in the six six and a half with the best hitters in this game because I believe he might have the best overall matchup in this game but also I'm going to pair it with a third and that is Brandon Marsh over a half a base we know that Justin Verlander is going to go mostly fastball curveball against lefties Brandon Marsh those are two of his favorite pitches to hit now while is he a great hitter no he's going to be closer to the bottom of the lineup um I don't know how many at bats he's going to get against Justin Verlander. But what I also do know is that a lot of the Astros bullpen is also right-handed pitchers with fastball slider curveball combinations, especially a guy like maybe like a Ryan Presley at the end. I think Brandon Marshall will get a hit today. I'm willing to lay it considering to record a hit on FanDuel. He is minus 120. I like that today. So I'm going to pair Jordan Alvarez over one and a half hits, runs, and RBIs, Reese Hoskins fantasy score, and Brandon Marsh over half a base on prize picks. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Of course, stay tuned for Sunday NFL picks, more World Series picks, but we have to remember that none of this was gambling advice.